Hey guys, I am Kristen Chadwick with Holistic Hearts Podcast. I am your host and I am also your spirit-led life coach. And you've heard me say multiple times on the show, inviting you into a community of like-minded women who are really hungry for more, are hungry to see Jesus face-to-face, to encounter the Father, to experience the Holy Spirit in the Holistic Hearts community. This is a place where we take a lot of our knowledge of who He is and we put it into our hearts and we implement it and, and, and really engage in it through our mind, body, and our spirit. And I want to take this time to invite you, yes, you who are listening, if you have, enc- if you have enjoyed these encounters the last five months, six months, I really encourage you to take the next step. It is a place where you will get coaching, you will get encouragement, you will get community. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a sweet place to be, to see other women continuing to go after the heart of God. So you are invited. Now, today's episode is a little different. I'm not doing an encounter today. I wanted to bring you a glimpse into the Holistic Heart community. I had an amazing interview with a fellow life coach. She is a life coach for Christian female entrepreneurs, and she teaches around the modern day Proverbs 31 woman and really is a phenomenal coach in how she teaches confidence and uh, how she teaches boundaries and finding joy and rest and discovering safety around money. She does all of these amazing things. So I invited her inside of the community to help us navigate the conversation around boundaries. So I wanted to invite you to a little snippet of what happens inside of our membership, inside of our community, and you will get things like this teaching today, which was so valuable with Whitney Kronberger. She is the host of the original Female Entrepreneur podcast, and she is going to bring lots of great wisdom and helpful, tangible tools on what it looks like to walk out boundaries. What does it look like to understand what our boundaries are and how we go about that? It is a, an amazing conversation. I loved this time with her and I know you will too. So if you like this conversation, if you want more of this, then come join me inside of the Holistic Hearts community, our membership. It is for you and it's only $29 a month. Okay. Without further ado, here is Whitney Kronberger speaking on boundaries. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is Holistic Hearts Community. And today I have a special guest, Whitney Kronberger in the house. She is a life coach for female entrepreneurs uh, all around basically Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm so excited she's here today because... She brings such clear coaching straight to the point to your heart, especially as a mom who has a business, who 
if you are working and even if you're not working, I feel like you offer so much value to everybody who listens to your podcast, which by the way, she has an amazing podcast that you need to go listen to the original female entrepreneur and oh yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that intro. That is so kind. <laughs> so I wanted to bring you on to talk about boundaries. And I know for us inside of the group, it has been a very big conversation. And I know you have talked about it's a big conversation with your clients. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to just unpack what are boundaries? Uh, what do we do when we need to set a boundary? And let's just walk through that. Yeah, thank you. I love that. It is um, when you when you had asked me yesterday, like, what are you seeing with your people? Um, I love that question because I do think that the Lord often brings things to my attention, not often, all the time <laughs> through my clients. And I'll start seeing patterns and consistency with them, with the things that they're bringing up. And so I really try very hard to pay attention to that, to the themes that are showing up within that week. That usually leads to what I do talk about on my podcast. And so I really appreciate that question because I think, um, you know, he repeats things in the Bible all the time. We repeat them and we are worshiping. Um, and so I really, it, I really try to pay attention to that. And so this week specifically, one of the themes that we've been working on with multiple clients of mine is boundaries. And it, and I think it looks different for, you know, in different seasons with it, whether it's boundaries in marriage or boundaries with, um, parents or with clients or, um, friends even. And, um, and so it's looking different for each of my clients, but it's something that's coming up. That's really keeping them from, um, experiencing a whole life or experiencing joy in their business or mm -hmm. joy in marriage or whatever it is. It's keeping them from doing something or experiencing life the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I was actually thinking about this, like, how would I define boundaries? And I thought, man, I usually Google all of these kinds of things, like <laughs> the actual definition of having a boundary. And so this might feel a little bumpy, but I really think that it's kind of an, in, an internal compass of, um, of the direction that you're heading in and the things that are and are not serving you well and what is trying to conflict with that. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I love everyone knows, I love the book essentialism and Greg McEwen talks about like your highest point of contribution. Right. And so the things like, as you're thinking about that highest point of contribution, what are the things that are kind of attacking that process? Mm -hmm. Um, and that could look like things in your business, but it could also look like, um, a friendship that's not serving you at that moment, or that is, you know, that you need to maybe put pause, hit pause on, or it could look like a conversation with someone that you need to have that is keeping you from being able to fully show up as you know, the way you want to on social media. So I really just think that it's kind of a, a journey that you're on and, and things that are sort of coming at you that you feel like you feel are very reactionary. You're just reacting to everything. You just get to take a proactive approach. Boundaries is just kind of taking a proactive approach to that journey, I think. Okay. That's a long-winded answer. You talked nope. about like, oh, she's so clear with everything. And then there it is. <laughs> no, nope. it's a really bumpy answer. <laughs> no, I think it's really clear. And what's fun is you totally encouraged me to read essentialism. So in the middle of reading it. So I was like, yes, I, I totally hear that in that book. Um, so I'm thinking 
you know, if somebody is listening to this, how do they know? How do they know that they need to set up a boundary? I mean, you talked about like, if it's preventing you from showing up in the way that you want to show up, mm-hmm. what does that look like to unpack that and be like, okay, I need to set a boundary here. How do you know how to do that in which area? Yeah. Um, I, I really think one way to kind of identify that is to think of the things that are coming up often that you're having to deal with. So, and it usually, it usually is, (coughs) excuse me, it usually is something sort of relational. I, in my experience that at least what I've experienced in my own life and with my own clients is it's usually some sort of relationship Mm -hmm. in there. Now there could be things like, um, you know, we're really trying to minimize the amount of activities that our family is doing so that like one of our boundaries or one of the things that's important to us as a family is, um, you know, that time, intentional time together, we eat dinner every night. And so one of our boundaries is like, everybody's got their phones down and we're always eating dinner together. That could be one of those, but I find more often than not, it usually is people <laughs> that kind of, um, come in and are threatening are that highest point of contribution and trying to live that Proverbs 31 life that usually is the most threatening. So a couple of examples for me in my own life have been, uh, a person who in my life, who, uh, had narcissistic tendencies that I needed to set up a boundary with in order to step into the person that God truly created me to be. Mm-hmm. I was living in so much shame and guilt and, um, and really, to be honest, just a, a, a level of depression with the beliefs. I was just holding beliefs about what this person was saying about me that kept me in a really small, um, box. And so I was not, I was not asking the Lord to, to bring about the things that he wanted to in my life. And so that I had to create a boundary in that friendship. I've got a client that, um, her, she's got this a money story because of the way that she grew up <coughs> excuse me and her and the life that she's living now and her husband being in sort of a um in like a public view in the spotlight as a celebrity and so she's having to deal with this money story as it relates to everyone's view of her and she's really having to set up this is a conversation that we will have this isn't a conversation that we will have um this is what we'll do with our money. This is what we won't do with our money, but it's conversations that she's having with those people. Um, and then I've got another client who's got a person that is, uh, wanting more than just a friendship and, and she's not in a position to want that. And so it's really having a conversation of this is, you know, I don't, I, I, I can't allow you to pursue me in the ways that you're pursuing me right now. And so, um, it really looks different for every person, but it typically is just these things that keep recurring in our lives that we need to address that are causing us stress or anxiety that we may not even be aware of, but that kind of come at us. And we're, I think it's just finding the themes and seeing the recurring pieces of those. Yeah, that's so good. I love referring back to what you were saying of the Proverbs 31 and how she responded with boundaries. Can you dive into that specifically because yeah you know if you're just genuinely reading over proverbs 31 which I actually reread mm-hmm. it this morning because i was like i want to mm-hmm. look at it from whitney's perspective um i would love to hear how boundaries in the proverbs 31 woman plays out yeah yeah 
Yeah, I love that. So when I think of that, when I think of the Proverbs 31 woman, I think about a lot of clarity with her life. Um, what she has done is, um, I call them kind of those big rocks. Like you've got a, you've got a jar and those big rocks are the ones that go in first. And then you fill them in, fill in that jar with all the little rocks, right? Those big rocks are kind of the main priorities, like the things that are most important, your non-negotiables that are in there. And so it is very apparent in her life and the way that she has structured her life. You know, exactly what those are. Mm -hmm. It is family. It is honoring her husband, obviously. Um, it is her work ethic. It is honoring the Lord and everything that she does. Those non-negotiables for her <coughs> cannot be missed. Mm-hmm. And I think the, what I have, have seen with her is that she was very clear. She established those from the beginning and then everything else that kind of comes in, she's just asking, is that, is that in alignment with what I'm doing or not? So like when it says, um, she's <laughs> staying up late, she is taking care of her servant girls. She is honoring her husband at the city gate. She is trading. She, you know, all of the, all, the list of things she's sewing and she's, um, investing her finances. Like it is all she, everything that she does is asking, is this contributing to the woman that I have been created to be that God has called me to be And those essentials of I'm a daughter of the, of, of the King. I am like, I am a child of God. I am a wife. I'm a mom. And then I'm a business owner in that order. And then everything else that kind of comes in and may threaten that is, am I willing to partner with that thought? Am I willing to, um, am I willing to engage with that? And if not, then I have a conversation Mm -hmm. and it's just always asking like, what is in that alignment? What is, um, when I think about my highest point of contribution and where I'm headed, are those things going to add to that and enhance that, or are they going to threaten that? And Mm -hmm. she is, everything is very clear with her. It's just, you never question what she's like, what, where, where she's going or what she's trying to accomplish or what's important to her. Mm -hmm. And I, and that is the type of woman I think that I admire, that I admire, but also aspire to be is I never, any person that comes into contact with me, like, I want them to know what I'm about. I want them to not question like, is she a believer or not? Or what's it like, is she a greedy person? You know, like I always want them to just know what they get when they come into contact with me. Mm. Okay. That's really clear. I love that the, you said in alignment with her ultimate goal, which mm-hmm. was serving her King and then also honoring her husband and serving oh. her children and bringing, I mean, she was like the ultimate, she is your, the name of your podcast, the original female entrepreneur. Yeah. And I know for me, wrestling with that old, old thinking of the Proverbs 31 is like this, and I am a homeschool mom, so I'm going to say this. (laughs) I would thought like this homeschool, homely mom who always was burned out. And, but when you dig into the reality of Proverbs 31, it is like this badass woman that (laughs) is like, has multiple streams of income. It's taking care of her family. Well, she's like you said, very clear on what is essential. And what's cool is that I even read, uh, when I was reading this morning, um, it hit me that it was Solomon who was writing about this, this woman who Bathsheba is his mom. And so that like blew my mind of like the son describing his mom in this 
way. Like she obviously did really well (laughs) and was very clear on who she was so that he knew who she was and what a gift to the rest of us that we can, I mean, ultimately it's an invitation of knowing our identity and what he's called us to do and who we are in him. And Mm -hmm. then that sets the tone for the boundaries and alignment that we are called to do or be in whatever situation. Yeah. One thing thing that you said that I think is so interesting is it's almost like this unconscious level of expectation that we have uh, that if I'm going to be like her, I have to do it all. I have to do everything with excellence really well. Mm -hmm. And that level, like that trail of thinking can often lead to burnout. Like it's just the expectation that I am going to be a burnout. I have to do it all. And what is interesting about her is that, um, when you look at her life, it could, when you look at it, it doesn't, it might feel overwhelming to just see what all she's accomplished. Yeah. And what I see is that we often believe that we can't be an excellent mom and an excellent wife and a perfect Christian woman (laughs) and also have a thriving business and make millions of dollars. Like there's no way to do it all. And the only reason that that's a thought error is because we have the belief that we do have to do everything all the time. Right. And I think that perfectly ties into boundaries because boundaries allow us to feel freedom to do the things that we want to do with excellence Mm -hmm. rather than doing everything mediocre. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, like that right there, like that would be a quote. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries allow freedom. It's, it's that whole study that they did with the kids in the schoolyard where they didn't have a fence and the kids all stayed right next to the school because they were too afraid to venture out. But then they put up the the fence, they went all the way to the fence and ventured out and had permission to play. I love that. So good. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So bringing it back into our day-to-day life and in coaching and, Mm -hmm. um, what do you think, because I know that I have personally seen in my own walk and in walking through with other clients, like there's a physical reaction when you are outside of your alignment or your boundaries. And you talked about like anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, you can feel that tension of like, whoop, I am, stretched way, way too far. Um, yeah. In that scenario, what are some of the, because a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it is identity. A lot of it is knowing what you're called to in this season. Yeah. Um, so how in that moment, if you were coaching somebody, like say there's a mom who is feeling the weight of carrying her children in faith. And then Mm -hmm. she's got the school to worry about like volunteering. And then she has her business and she came to you. How would you start to unpack that? Yeah. I had, I literally had this exact conversation with a client yesterday. Who's got, she's got five kids. One of them is like a, you know, nursing infant who was in the NICU for four months and all the things. And, um, she's like, we, I want, she came to me and she was like, I want to do well in my business and I want to be at all the things. And I want to have, like, we have to sell our home and we're moving. And but then we've got five kids. And my question is always as a coach, at least, 
um, which could look different than maybe mentoring or something like that. But my job as a coach is A, to never buy into their story and just to be neutral, completely neutral with what they're telling me. But it also is to really figure out what they want. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes either they don't even know what that is or they do, but either they might feel guilt or shame about actually wanting that. So mm-hmm. for her, we were, I was asking, do you want to go to every single game or event that they have? And if, if it's just, I'm going because I feel guilty because <clears throat> her kids are all telling her mom, we understand you can't be at everything. Like you're running a million dollar business. And also you've got a nursing infant and you're, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I genuinely just want to be there. Okay, great. So first of all, it's just establishing what is that non-negotiable for some moms. It may not be going to every single sporting event. Maybe it's like, I really want, I I want to do something else. I want to be with my friends or some, you know, could be, it could look different and no judgment or shame on any of that. So for her, it was establishing what she actually wants. The second thing I would do as a coach is just to say, okay, so with the knowledge that we have about our ability to not be able to do everything we can do, um, one of my, one of my clients who's a financial coach says, you can do anything you want with your money, but you can't do everything with it. Hmm. And so the same thing applies to life too. Like you can do anything you want, but you can't do it all. So (laughs) if going to all of your kids' games is a priority, then what else is going to get dropped? Because it's either getting dropped intentionally or unintentionally, right? You're looking at like the balls that you're juggling. Some of them are rubber, some of them are glass. You just get to choose, okay, kids going, going to my kids' sporting events. That's a glass one. Mm -hmm. So that's a glass ball. What's the rubber one that I'm okay dropping right now. And she's like, my house is an absolute mess. Great. Are you okay with that? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. And if not, then you figure out how to hire help to come in so that only the things a boundary is basically figuring out what are the things that only I can do. And then everything else just gets to either get dropped or we figure out a way to, um, solve for that in a creative way. Um, so the overwhelmed mom, I think, I think the steps like figuring out what they want, figuring out what they're okay with dropping, um, and then managing their mind around some of those things that they feel like they are dropping and knowing that we always have a choice to either table that may not be my season to dig into that right now. And I just have to manage my mind around that, or I'm going to think creatively to figure out a way to get help with that so that I don't have to, maybe I don't want to manage my mind around that right now. We always have the choice in that. Yeah, that's good. And I think too, or what, I guess, what role do you think communication plays in all of that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like literally everything. I joke all the time. Um, and my husband is, he's like, why do you tell us all the time? But so, uh, we, I laugh because he is, uh, even more of an extrovert than I am. And you know how they say women have like 25,000 words a day. Men have three or something. It's totally the opposite. I use all of my words on my clients and then he is an over communicator. So I feel like at least in marriage, um, it is, asking, asking permission of the other person to engage in that conversation and creating space for that. I am, I swear by just getting out of your current environment to create and foster those conversations. It's sometimes just like being in your bedroom or sitting at the kitchen table. Like it just, there's so many triggering things that are just around you at all times, kids screaming and all those things. And it might not be realistic to just get out of your current environment, but I really believe creativity stems from being able to change your environment in a lot of ways. So I would say as far as like communication and marriage and how, and, and what to put priorities and what those big rocks are and the conversations about 
you know, can we get higher housekeeper or what is that? Or are we, we okay with just ordering a meal out a week instead of cooking a meal every single night? That's the goal, right? But that may not always be the case. may not always be realistic. So, so getting out of your current environment and fostering that creativity and doing that together as a couple, I think is the most important thing. Um, I also think engaging in those conversations with other people might be getting out of the typical environment that you may experience with them. So like that friend that was a narcissist for me, um, it was maybe just not recreating the same situations that get us into that (coughs) shame cycle or get us into those low value cycles. And just like, let's go on a walk instead of going Mm -hmm. to coffee, sitting across from one another, another, you know, looking each other in the eye, like, let's go on a walk or just change, change the environment. Cause I think it just like brings about awareness. And, um, so at least in marriage, I, I do think that that's like communication is absolutely like the number one imperative when you're trying to have conversations about boundaries and priorities and those big rocks in your life together. That's good. And you have to know, like what you said before, you have to know what your priorities are. So that's becoming aware of your own stuff Yes, and what you value so that you can bring your voice to the table and being, you know, open with, I need help with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yes. So good. I was literally just talking to a client earlier today. She was telling me we were setting, um, she was, she's doing, you know, Q3, Q4 goals. And so in her business and she's, and then she's looking out at like lifetime goals, 10 year goals, five year goals, all of that. So we're flushing all of that out. And one thing that she came that I didn't even encourage her to do, but she was like, here are my family values is generosity, hospitality. Uh, what was the third one? Generosity. There was a third one in there. Um, and community I think was in there too. And And I thought that is so good because we often think of our highest point of contribution as I'm a wife, you know, business owner and whatever, but how does that look when I introduce a spouse into the mix and what is our highest contribution as, you know, as a family and our mission and value as a family. And then, and then how do we decide those non-negotiables based on those values as a, as a home, as a unit? Yeah. Because think about how much easier it is to make decisions once you're in alignment with each other in Mm, your marriage of what your values are. And then you're making decisions about sporting events, being home at dinner time, or, um, I mean, gosh, if you're, if you're on the same page, as far as like hospitality, then, you know, it's a like, Hey, I want to invite so-and-so over after church. You cool with that? Yes, absolutely. Instead of like somebody's is I'm all about hospitality and the other spouse is like, I really just want to be home and rest. And so then there's that communication of like, that's not my highest value on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) So So. good. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Getting on the same page about that will mitigate a lot of disagreements and fighting in that. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, what happens when you do voice your boundaries, your values, and mm-hmm. somebody violates that, say the friend that's a narcissist yeah, oversteps those boundaries? How do you approach that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think this is, um, I think a common misconception about boundaries is like, uh, 
everybody should know what my boundaries are and like every, you know, it should just be understood. But I think, um, a boundary can't actually be formed unless it's communicated. So we can't have all of these like internal boundaries and just believe you should just know that I just don't agree with that. And I can't believe you would say that. Like I, my goal in life is to become the most, the least offendable person you've ever met. And so, but I can't have this internal internal list of boundaries and expect you to know them. So I think the first thing in that before you even ever get to someone violating them is just to really understand yourself well enough in those mission and values as a person um, and flushing those out to a certain extent. And then as, as things are coming into your life that you're reacting to, at, like with the example of the friend that's a narcissist, you're beginning to see those patterns that are continuous or that are constant. Mm-hmm. Um, or consistent, I guess is the word I was looking for. And so you're paying attention to those. And the first thing is just to bring awareness to that, that you're starting to see that's not something that I'm okay with. So it's that awareness first. The next piece of that is just communicating that if you feel like it's important enough to communicate, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with, um, the way that you said this, or I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the way that this kind of fleshed out. And, um, in the future, I want to be able to have a conversation about this, um, create some space to just allow each other to come to the table. I want to hear more about your story. I want to know more about why this was hard for you or why you reacted this way. Um, so it's just this, you know, an invitation and permission to enter into that conversation into the future. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little bit fluffy and like, how do I get to that place? But mm-hmm. I think once you start noticing those things coming up, then it's, is this important enough to have a conversation? Yeah. Once that conversation has happened, then there's awareness on both of your parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there is another instance where it's that, that quote boundary is being threatened, then I think there's a conversation of, Hey, just a reminder, like, I don't, this is not <coughs> how I want to engage in this. This is not okay with me. I, I, I won't allow you to do this. I won't allow you to speak to me that way. However that looks, whatever that conversation looks like, And at that point, then it is establishing a consequence, which sounds a little harsh, but it might look something like, Hey, in the future, um, maybe one of your boundaries is I don't want, I I feel uncomfortable when you come to me and you're talking to me about other people, or I feel uncomfortable when you come to me and and talk to me about Kristen, I would prefer that you don't bring that information to me. Um, And if they continue to do that, Hey, remember, you know, like it really does make me uncomfortable to to enter into that discussion. And so if that happens again, I'm just going to have to hit pause on that conversation and walk away to protect her and myself and you. And so then there's the communication of the consequence and it's really clear. It's really simple. It's not elaborate. Um, and it's just a reminder in a kind way. And I think it's so easy to think that, um, communication about boundaries is just always going to create conflict. But it really does. I think what you're talking about with the kids and the fence is the freedom. It's like, oh, now I just know. And I have that information that she's not going to respond when I bring that information to her, or I know it's off limits now. And not only are you sharpening your own mind and allowing the Lord to refine you, it's also doing that for her. And it's again, coming back to that Proverbs 31 woman, making it really clear what I'm about. And it's not talking about her in that way. That's good. Man, that's a very practical example too. I mean, I, yeah, I see that in maybe not my friends, so to speak, but 
I see it in my daughter and how she'll start to talk and I'm like, Oh, hold on time out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that, if they were in the room, if they would want to hear that. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to like extrapolate, extrapolate, extrapolate. extrapolate? <laughs> there Extrap you go. Yeah. Those are the words that I'm like, I don't know. I, uh. I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> um, I just want to like the common thread through all of it is it all is relationship and it all is yeah. an, an awareness of what we need and people cannot read what you need. Like you yeah. said, yep. and it's up to us, like our responsibility to own, like, I, I am not okay with that. Whether yeah. it's, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of gossip. Thinking or... my, yes. Yeah. Um, and being able to communicate is so key. I mean, we just keep yeah. going back to the communication and if they are not respecting that, then I think again, using your own voice of that's it. I'm, this is, this is me saying, yeah. I do not want this. So I'm going to walk away. And, um, yeah, that's so good. So good. Just the common thread of it's all mm -hmm. relationship. It's all relationship with yourself and your own yeah awareness and yeah. i mean boundaries are everywhere from our own internal boundaries of mm, like, what's so my relationship with myself like yeah do i have a boundary of i'm gonna let my mind go rampant on some terrible thought or am i going to put a boundary and be like i'm not choosing that today yeah or yeah. relationship with food or with exercise or with work or yeah. your children i mean it's just so prevalent i mean yeah. the whole yeah. the whole gamut of yeah from yourself to others i think i really like that you said that um because i think even part of that is you know as you are um as you're thinking about like the relationship with yourself and the boundaries that you have with that example of someone you know maybe wanting to bring talk about someone else gossiping or whatever um that relationship with yourself is really getting in touch with especially as women, what are they going to think? How are they going to react? How are they going to like, how are they going to respond? And we get really caught up with what she thinks, how, and, and that, and I think what you said is ownership of myself. It really is being so aware of not taking ownership of everyone else's thoughts and feelings as well. And that becoming our own internal boundary. My boundary is that it's none of my business, what she thinks about that. It's none of my business how she responds to that. It's not my own. I'm not owner. I'm not responsible for that. Um, and so when, because, because we think of boundaries as like, oh gosh, I got to have all these hard conversations. The only reason it feels hard is because we have a thought about how they're going to respond. And we, in our minds believe it's going to turn out badly Yeah. instead of, instead of like when, when the Lord talks about, like, think about things that are lovely and honorable and pure. Like if we had the, if we had the thought and the posture of, this is for my own benefit. This is to, this is to refine them too. It's, I'm not going to get caught up in any of the thoughts and feelings that they have, because I know I'm taking ownership and they're taking ownership. Mm -hmm. And my job is to only can, I can only control this right here. What's in front of me and myself mm -hmm. and that awareness around that, I think is so good because we don't have like a, we don't have time to worry about all of the things. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to, I don't have any control over it anyway, whatever, regardless of what yeah. I actually believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like Satan is, he is on the prowl and he is so 
passionate about getting us distracted from those big rocks, the non-negotiables, our highest point of contribution, like that is his only goal. Yeah. And so what is he going to do? He's going to like get us wrapped up into other people's thoughts and how they, what they think when we set a boundary and that conversation, it like he, he, he is really good at keeping us distracted. Yes. Yeah. I was writing down something so I don't forget. Yeah. No, it's, I, I was, I literally just, I was, I think about the screw tape letters all the time and how, like, what would, if I was the enemy or what, like, if he's trying to sabotage, like what, what is his main goal here? Mm -hmm. And it really is to just get us really caught up with unnecessary things that are not ours to own, ours to think about, ours to carry, um, in order to, to keep us from carrying the things that are important and to keep carry each other's burdens and to feel empathy and to, you know, those, the important things. Yeah. Okay. So that right there, the empathy, I wanted to hit on that. So I will, I want to be clear with whoever is listening that boundaries are not walls. It's Mm, not like something that you hit up against. Um, I, I had a coach that always taught that boundaries are, it's like a bubble. It's like this iridescent bubble that you can allow people to come in and out, but only on your account. So say if you're walking with somebody through a really hard season, I mean, like really rough season, and you are coming alongside them, you can allow them into the bubble, but you can also, when you're done with that conversation or done hanging out with them or praying for them, you can continue to put them outside of the bubble. So you're not holding the Mm. weight of, of the emotional, um, energy of everything. Yeah, totally. Because you, that is Jesus's job. And that, I mean, that bubble, I just picture as like a Holy spirit Mm. um, covering over you and this friend or family member or whatever, but we, it all comes back to that awareness of knowing who we are called to, to be in this season and who we are called to be as daughters of the King and and what are we called to do in each relationship? Yeah. And um, anyway, so I, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about. I love that. I've never ball. heard that analogy before, but that is absolutely brilliant because yeah, for some, especially, you know, like as women, we often like Christian women, we get sort of pegged as like the Enneagram two helper all the time. And it's like, nope, everyone like gets to dump on me all the time. And I'm just like, I just need to open-handedly take it all. Mm-hmm. Um, And we think like boundaries do feel like, oh, I'd be, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I don't want them to feel like I'm distant or I'm not available or gosh, that wall feels so intimidating. And the bubble is like, no, there it like, it's so fluid. It just can move in and out. And we just get to choose no matter like whatever capacity we have then like October, I lost my dad. That was not my capacity to hold a bunch of people, a bunch of other people's burdens. right? Right. But like today, my capacity is a lot bigger. And I think that's, I like alignment, but instead of balance, because it really is just like, what are, what things are kind of coming and going and coming into alignment with where I'm headed Mm -hmm. instead of like, I'm trying to juggle and balance everything. It's like, it's some things are my season and some things are not, they can kind of come and go. Yeah. Such a good analogy. It's really good. That's good. And it's always so fluid. I think that's yeah. the other thing of like, we are uh, just because we are coaches, both of us mm-hmm. does not mean that we got it. 
other. I mean, yes. I, just, I just, this last week, Preach had, it. Yes. <laughs> I had this moment with one of my coaches who I was like plugging in stuff into my calendar. And I was like, wait, do I plug in like my fundamentals first and then my work and all that? And she was like, yes. And I was like, yeah. I totally knew that. Yes. <laughs> I, totally I knew that answer. Just <laughs> extra words. It is. That's good. So just grace upon grace. Like yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what I align with. I don't know what yeah. my identity is. Like, yeah. come and and let's explore that together. Sure. I mean, yes. golly, there's just so much to explore and there's so much to be curious about. And I know Holy Spirit is like waiting for you to ask him that question. Of, yes. What is your values? What did I create you to do? Yeah. I heard this line this morning and um I was listening to a sermon and I cannot remember her name, which is terrible. <laughs> Haley something. Um, but she said, I even wrote it down in my Sawyer. My 11 year old was like, Whoa, that was real good. And oh yeah. Five, um, she said, we long to know ourselves because we didn't create ourselves. Mm. And so the invitation is we have to go to the creator to understand how we were created. And that's yeah. why we love personality tests. That's why we love, digging in because we want to know who we are and we want to know how we were created. And we won't know that unless we get with the creator and we yeah. explore all those things and become aware yeah. of what we value of what we need to communicate of what we can hold in the season and yeah. create those healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I really like that. I think, um, that awareness of how we were created um, and setting those boundaries only allow us to experience more of the Holy Spirit consistently because it create it opens up that capacity for to bring the Holy Spirit into what we're doing instead of kind of white knuckling everything in our life, thinking I can do it all, I should do it all. Um, it just it like pulls back the control. And I I kind of say it sort of feels a little woo-woo, but I, it's not, I don't think of it that way, but like bring back your power into you, like the power of the Holy Spirit, like your power, getting to choose what you're engaging with and why, like those boundaries are just allowing you to experience more of the Holy Spirit and do more of what you were created to do. Mm -hmm. um, and the more you say yes to, the less you get to do that. Yeah. The more it, you know, the, we think like, oh, if I say no to that, if I've got a, you know, my, our family mission, family values is like forcing me to say no, we feel like oh, I'm going to let someone down or it's, you know, I'm going to disappoint somebody, but really it's like, it, it really is creating that fence, bringing freedom into, no, I'm just like, I get to, I get everything I say no to, I get to say yes to something the Holy Spirit's really nudging me towards. And I'm all, I always want to be looking to that. What is God calling me into? How is he calling me into it? And where do I need to manage the other areas of my life so I can say yes to the things that he wants me to, that he's created me for? Yeah. Amen. Oh, mm -hmm. that's so good. Oh, man. Man, Whitney, thank you so much. Yeah. For oh, my gosh. Thank Our you for, I just, thanks for opening up the space to have a conversation. I, I loved what you said about, like, it. sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Where do I start? Um, and I think really like if you're looking for practical things to just start on, it's really finding out what those big rocks are, those non-negotiables mm -hmm. 
doing that first and asking the Lord to partner with you, asking the Holy Spirit to just be in all of those conversations first with you and your spouse or whatever that looks like. And, um, but just even you creating a space to open up this conversation, I just am appreciative. So thank you for what you do. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. And you guys go check out her podcast, the original female entrepreneur. It is so good. You'll get like this all the time. I think. <laughs> so, hope so. I hope so. So good. All right. Well, you guys have a great week and don't forget to comment in the, in the group and just what hit your heart and how are you going to navigate and discover your non-negotiables, especially in the season coming up in summer. All right. Take care. Y'all, isn't it so good? I loved having that conversation with Whitney. She was an incredible source of being able to coach us through boundaries. And that's what you're going to find inside of Holistic Hearts community. In the summer, y'all, we have some great things in store. We're going to be doing a book club together where it's interactive and it's really going to connect with your heart as we explore a book called Love Secrets by John Mark Pantana. And we're going to walk through that. And there's going to be many more teaching, coaching, walking through the word together, encounters just for this group. And so I encourage you to come check it out. The link is below. Grab some girlfriends. Join me for these next couple months in this summer edition of Holistic Hearts Community.